You're listening to Portfolio Builders, a WealthCap Holdings podcast about long-term wealth building and financial independence. Hey, there we go. We are live. Hey, everybody. Devin here, your host for today's Portfolio Builders podcast. I am super excited to have my friend and crypto expert, Jamar James, back on. Say hey to everybody, Jamar. Hey, how you guys doing? Lovely to be here again with you guys. Um, yeah, so excited to have you back on. The last, the last time we had you on the podcast, we talked about you know crypto versus real estate as different asset classes, and we just had an amazing response. Tons of people watch the podcast live, um, listen to it. It's been one of our most downloaded episodes. So had to have you back on so we could talk about not just crypto and real estate, but I think what a lot of people don't fully understand yet is how blockchain is disrupting every industry, including, including real estate. Everything is going to go to web 2.0, 3.0, Anybody that's, if you're watching live or listening to the podcast later and you follow our owner, Taylor Welch online, you know, he has been tweeting nonstop about NFTs for weeks now. Uh, You can see Jamar's big giant smile. So uh, Jamar, for people who maybe didn't catch the last episode and don't know who you are, can you share a little bit about like about your background and how you came to be my go-to crypto expert friend? Right, right. So, um, you know, I've been in I've been in trading. Uh, I was trading since 2009. Uh, prior to that, I was real estate. You know, kind of my thing has always been real estate and investing. And um, you know, in 2009 to 2015, uh, I was trading stocks and options, and um, always been a full time trader. Even when I was investing in real estate, and in 2015, I, I basically went all in in crypto. And uh, going all in in crypto uh, through the 15, 16, I had a great run in 2017. The market had shut up and incredibly mastermind, which is a, a DCG, uh, which is a digital currency guy back then. Now it's just DCG uh, standing for decentralized coaching uh, crypto. Um, and we're a community of, of entrepreneurs and traders. Uh, we have stocks, options, uh, crypto, NFTs, the uh, philosophy, come your own bank. Uh, and it's all about entrepreneurship and freedom. And so uh, Devin was was leaving out the real estate. Um, she dabbled in crypto and that's how we met. And she she was working with me in the mastermind at the time. Um, you know, I was looking for ways to uh, grow the mastermind. Mm-hmm. And, and Devin, you know, helped me uh, grow the mastermind. And, you know, the thing is that we wanted to trade but it came to a point where, you know, we accumulated a lot of crypto and it's like, well, you know, if something was to happen to me, how would my family know what to do with all this crypto? Yeah. And so it was a real point for me to want to diversify and go back to the real estate so I can actually leave them, you know, assets that they know where it's at and it's transferable. Um, you know, recently I just, I had COVID. I was in the hospital for five days. Uh, NFTs and, and, and crypto, I have a lot of assets over the years. And it's the same thing that, you know, one thing I thought about was like, how is my family going to benefit? Of course, you know, you have your private keys, you have ways to get it to them. But I also think that all the crypto guys should be able to diversify. And there's, there's a mix going on right now. There's a, a world where our digital assets are starting to mix with our physical assets. And, um, you know, our, our mastermind 
of entrepreneurs and real estate guys and, and traders, you know, we've been able to accumulate a lot of wealth in the last couple of years. And I think that is the, um, that's what we see happening. We see farmland being bought up. We see real estate tripling uh, mm-hmm. because of this wealth. And so, um, you know, our history, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. always been intertwined. Um, you know, we, we've seen the growth in both areas. And now I think we're going to see in 2022, a big mix with the NFTs and tokenization of real assets and digital. Yeah. And that's like the main thing that I want to dive into today is all about tokenization and what it means and how it's going to basically completely disrupt the real estate industry. So for people that really don't know anything about blockchain tokenization, what you're talking about, can you break it down to an elementary level? Like, what does this mean? Right. So in the past, you know, if you look at stocks, um, you know, we used to get certificates back in the days, they would maybe send you a certificate in the mail and it showed you that you owned a piece of Apple. Um, you know, if you go to an auction house, they'll give you a certificate of authentication. Mm-hmm. If you go to a jeweler, they'll say, hey, here's your diamond. This is what it's rated by. And if you lose that certificate, you know, uh, it used to be a hard thing to get a replacement or to show the verification. With tokenization, it is, you know, not NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. So these are digital assets that are attached to something real or something digital. And on the real estate side, it is saying that uh, what happens if you have a group of people, you know, 100 people come together and they want to buy this million dollar property? Well, they can buy a, a, a share and it's tokenized on the blockchain, meaning that this is your public record. You know, you have uh, public records as a state house. They, used to, they keep them on, you know, they used to keep them on microfilm. And so if you wanted a public record, you would go to the state house and you can go through the library and it show you that, hey, you're the owner of this property. Um, and then they had some that was not published. And so the only way you can see it is actually go to the state house. Well, now through crypto, it is published on a blockchain, which is there for everyone to see. And so ownership is, is changing and it's giving you access um, to transfer it. And so if the property goes up, instead of you having to, you know, get new paperwork drawn up, you can sell your token. You can sell that digital asset and, and transfer it peer to peer. And so whoever owns that, you know, NFT could actually claim a share of that interest now, that, that property or whatever you tokenize. It could be, you know, we'll see tokenization of cars. We'll see tokenization of um, timeshares. Um, mm. You know, the, the third parties that we used to have, like escrow companies, uh, lawyers, you know, contracts. We're going to see tokenization of all that in the future, which now it opens up the market globally. So yeah. what we're seeing in the space is we're seeing, you know, an artist that has maybe 10 paintings, whereas before you had to be local, you would go in and you would find that artist and say, hey, I want to buy your painting. Now with the blockchain, you know, the entire world is bidding on that 10, the 10 pieces of art. And so now that art is no longer just localized or, or you had to have a certain access to buy it from a certain auction house. Yeah. Now the entire world can build up, you know, bid on intellectual property on social content on real estate and that's what we're seeing in real estate it is opening up your market to entire to to the world 
Yeah. And like fractional, fractional ownership. That's huge to think about because there's so many people out there that I'm sure would love to invest in real estate, but maybe right. they're, you know, they're afraid of the risk of outright right. buying, buying a multi-million dollar house to put it on Airbnb or, you know, to buy something speculatively that may or may not appreciate. Um, or sure. if they're just, they don't have a ton of money to invest. Maybe they've got 10 or 20 K but 10 or 20 K if you can buy an NFT, a very small portion of a piece right. of real estate or art, like that's a completely revolutionary concept. And then you can sell that fractional ownership whenever you want, right? You want. Because you own that token. If you go and like buy a house with three people, let's say you buy an investment property with three partners, you're going to have to form some kind of an entity or all of your names are going to be on the title. If you are trying to sell your portion, like there's so much mess and paperwork that goes in that. But if you have an NFT, a small, just a small little piece, you can sell it whenever you want without having to ask anybody. Um, and basically you can set the, you know, you could set the price because you fully own that little piece of the greater whole. Like I can share, I can share so many ideas that I don't want to cross the line and, and share too much on this public. But I mean, think about when people die and when people die and they own these properties, sometimes the property is held up in probate for years. Yeah. You know, it's held up in probate, but what happens if you own, you know, property and you have it digitized and you have, um, you know, a virtual, a digital asset connected to it. And now upon death is just to get transferred to your family members. You know, yeah. it's going to change even some of the laws of how things are passed on and, and what's a gift and what's not a gift. You know, uh, there's multi-sig wallets where two people can own one asset and they can't sell without the other, you know, allowing them to both verify it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we talk about become your own bank, we're also talking about being able to buy your own, you know, assets together. So if you have a community of five or 10 people that want to buy property, it's a much faster way for all of them to feel protected and, and be able to, you know, liquidate their mm -hmm. assets a lot faster. You know, maybe the other three don't want to sell and one does. Well, through tokenization, he can sell his fractional ownership, right? And, and, it, and he can sell it for more. So maybe he bought that fractional ownership for 10 and now that, that entire property is worth a lot more and he sells it for 40. Mm -hmm. It doesn't impact the other owners. You know, now it's just transferred and maybe he never catches out. <laughs> maybe yeah. he just keeps it and passes it along to his family. So, you know, it gives us, you know, the blockchain and crypto is actually interfering. It's going to run interference in, in a lot of different industries. And I think, um, you know, Taylor with, with the real estate and, and the vision and with you guys' portfolios, you know, how about guys are being able to invest in the portfolios through NFTs and tokenization? So that's going to give a, a lot of people access to wealth or things that maybe they haven't had access to in the past. I mean, how many people own commercial properties? You know, um, you know, most people price themselves out before they even take an opportunity to see if they can own one. But here yeah. now you can actually partner with your friends and um, you know, invest in the, the underlying asset, which could be digital.
it's like, it's almost hard to wrap your mind around because it's such a huge paradigm shift from the way that we buy and sell most things right now, you know? Um, I mean, um, I, this is like be. what, yeah. <laughs> but but be, I, mean, I mean, that's the way a paradigm shift always is though. You know, at first it's like, I mean, I think that's why that term is used, uh, you know, cause at first it's like, it just seems like how, how could this even happen? Um, but it's, you know, it's going to totally change the way that people invest and buy everything. Um, I was reading something a couple of weeks ago where somebody was talking about how, um, you know, the future for even for construction, for new construction could be to like tokenize, um, raising the funds that were needed to do right. a construction project. Could maybe, could you give us some ideas of some like maybe use cases kind of like that with, you know, yeah. construction? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean um, you know, so we, we know people that have land. I mean, right now in, my, in the mastermind, there are guys in Georgia that, that own land and, you know, the, the land is there, is, 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 is bought, they can go get a loan or they can actually, tokenize the construction uh, of houses on their property. And they said, hey, you know, you're going to get an acre. Um, and here's, we need you to pull 100,000 and we're going to build houses. And so instead of getting the, through the loan, they're, they're basically are able to loan, loan themselves money or, you know, raise their own money for the new construction. Mm -hmm. Like we have, a, we have guys doing that project right now where, you know, historically you'll go to the bank and you would get draws and they would say, all right, you got your property. We're going to get inspected. They're raising the entire funds and having it sold before they even built. So they're taking this land and they're subdividing it and also building houses and then selling each one of those houses, um, you know, with the with the money that they're collecting from the tokenization. And wow. so they're giving the guys rights to buy the full house. And if they if they don't, they can sell their interests, right? And so you'll have a construction project starting. Maybe the house is four fifty when you start. Well, be be when it's complete, maybe now it's worth 560. And so the token that they bought in the interest to like an option contract, they're able to sell it before they even move into it. And they can sell wow. their, their interest in the token. And so on the blockchain, there's sites like Proppy uh, or a coin called Prop that's giving guys the ability to uh, list their properties globally. Whereas historically, you only can list it, you know, through your multiple listing service or, or you'll get a local realtor now yeah. they're they're basically selling properties globally around the MLS or outside of the jurisdiction and going peer to peer. That's amazing. That's amazing. It's like for sale by owner, but on a completely different level. Yeah, imagine uh, because, sale by owner to the entire world. <laughs> yeah, and you know if. If it's done through the blockchain, it's not just for sale by owner, but it's, you know, if the title is on the blockchain, if the full transaction is on the, is on the blockchain, then all of it, like it's, it's title by owner, it's bank by owner, it's for sale by owner. Um, right. You know, there's so many third parties that have been involved in not just real estate, but every business that we do, you know, think about how many times people have to borrow money from a bank to fund any, any kind of a project, right. any business venture, small business loans. Um, and this, you know, DeFi, decentralized finance is right. going to ch change that completely. Um, can you just, 
actually just put an ebook out uh, on how to um, how to leverage your crypto to buy assets. So you know you can actually take a fifty percent or seventy five percent loan on your own assets that, that you have crypto. And so we had a guy that, that took his down payment for his house, and it's self repaying loan. So you you borrow fifty, say you have a hundred thousand, you borrow fifty percent from yourself, no credit check, no credit score. It doesn't impact your debt to income ratio. And you're able yeah. to leverage the crypto that you have, put the down payment or pay the property off outright, and you still get to keep your crypto. That is the concept of becoming your own bank where now I'm taking the assets that I've had for the last three or four years. I have all this crypto sitting there. It's worth two, three, four, five million dollars. And I can take out a million dollars and transfer it out and then go buy real estate without giving up my crypto. That is the concept That's, of, yeah, become your own bank. You, you're taking it out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's similar to like the infinite banking strategy uh, that people use with life insurance, just to like, to a totally different level. Um, taking a loan against something, but not ever losing the value of it because you're not, you know, it's not like you're going to a pawn shop and handing over, handing over your, uh, <laughs> your Bitcoin or whatever. You still have possession of it. and then you know, that's like a very sophisticated arbitrage. You have this digital asset that has value. You can leverage against it. Use that leverage to secure a real asset, like real property asset, for example, that is then going to provide income, fiat income, uh, without ever giving up the, the digital asset. Like that's the ultimate arbitrage right there. Okay. Here's one better too for taxes, right? So say you have your crypto, and you do a private placement life insurance policy, which you you borrow against your crypto. You have the fifty thousand or hundred thousand that you borrow. Then you put it into a private placement life insurance. Mm -hmm. You're able to borrow 80 percent of that money because it's in a life insurance policy, tax free. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a tax account. Uh, right. I Disclaimer. Know some, I know some financial <laughs> advisors. <laughs> I, I've talked to some advisors, and they're saying that this is possible. And, and now you are paying your premium with the 10 or 20% left over, but you're able to pull that money out and go find some other investments. Yeah. But I, yeah, I can't get into that because I don't want to say that if they talk to an advisor, just the yeah. more, leveraging your crypto, paying for insurance, and now letting you go buy real estate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we, you know, we tell people all the time on this podcast, or if anybody follows Taylor on Twitter or anything, like we're not uh, financial planners or tax advisors or accountants or attorneys. Um, what we, you know, what WealthCap specializes in is is real estate investment, uh, and everybody should, of course, seek counsel for whatever it is that you want to do. However, we can give right. some ideas of what you may want to look into. Um, and arbitrage is, you know, people do that every day with say, take, taking a HELOC on your primary residence. Let's say you can get a HELOC on a primary that's paid off, uh, and then go take that money buy investment property. That's going to pay a higher, it's going to pay a higher return than whatever you've borrowed from on the HELOC. Sim it's, it's the exact same strategy. We're just now showing how that strategy can be applied to crypto. Um, similar to, be. yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to, I want to talk more about DeFi because this is like, 
I love this stuff. I nerd out on this stuff. And sometimes it's so hard for me to even wrap my brain around like how essentially banks can become obsolete. They're not right now. Like it's, we're not there yet, but I do feel like this is where we're headed. And some people have started to go in that direction. Um, What do you think is the future for the way, let's say the average person wants to buy an investment property. What do you, what do you feel like the, that is going to look like, you know, 10, 15 years from now? So for one, um, I think the entire mortgage industry is going to be changed by smart contracts. You know, right now uh, the mortgage process takes, you know, maybe two, three weeks uh, for a loan to be approved. I think in the future through smart contracts, a person will be able to put their information in just how kind of we do a credit check, you go to like credit karma or something like that. They mm-hmm. offer you a credit approval right away. I think the mortgages, you'll be able to go walk in based on the blockchain and smart contracts, put your information in and whatever criteria that they already predetermined, Hey, if the person has this amount of money, the house is valued at this part. You know, they'll be basically be able to give you a pre-approval or a approve for a loan same day because mm-hmm. Through smart contracts, the criteria should already be set up of what are their lending conditions. Um, you know, the, the concept of becoming your own bank, it's like right now we have to show where the source of funds are coming from. Well, if I took all my funds out of the bank and I've never had them in there and I'm earning, I'm providing liquidity to certain exchanges because the whole decentralized finance means that, uh, say me and you wanted to start a, a exchange uh, and we, and we we decentralize. We're able to provide liquidity and every transaction is ran, we get a fee. That fee now becomes the exchange fee uh, on that transaction. And the person that gave us the liquidity, they're earning money, earning crypto on, hey, I put a hundred thousand in of crypto. People are earning up to two to five percent a day. You know, and wow. now taking that funds and, and being able to go buy a passive um passive income property you know now you're 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 making money on that side but you're also providing liquidity and so to become your own bank how real estate will, will look i think transactions will be a lot faster you know um when you have a million dollar or three million dollar property a lot of times they're not loans you know it's, it's cash deals you mm-hmm. know a lot of the wealthy deals are cash deals and i think we'll see more of that uh with the with the mix of digital assets and we'll see guys you know, becoming their own bank a lot more and financing themselves. That's, it's crazy to think about. I, I'm all about it, but, you know, just having been a realtor for so, so long and working with investors, buying investment property, like I love my lenders. I hope y'all don't get mad at me for saying this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the idea of those transactions being able to be like faster, easier, um, yeah. And, you know, so t- say today somebody's like, yo, Devin, I want to buy, I want to buy a wealth cap investment property pool. They have a pre-approval. They're still underwriting. We don't know. We don't really know for sure <laughs> that that loan is going to close. And the idea of having like a smart contract where, you know, from the get-go that basically everything is going to be, is going to be good. Um, that is going to change so many things in real estate transactions can go so, so much faster. Cause sometimes it's not even just the, the pre-approval that can be slow. 
it's that additional underwriting that comes into play before you get to the final closing. It can take, it can take weeks and it has to go from this guy to that guy, from this person's desk to that person's desk. So for, for people that are really new to this concept, can you maybe break down super at a super elementary level? What does it mean if something is a smart contract? Like, what does that mean? So it's like having a system, say it's like a software that basically says, hey, if this happens, do this. And so if then, do that. Um, you know, so a smart contract is basically a middleware that has pre-existing conditions already set. So if you needed to get a home inspected, hey, if it passed this, 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 then it's approved. If it uh, two out of three conditions are met, it is not approved. So you know, this way it eliminates the people that's deciding or the, the, the time, you know, someone gets sick, now you're waiting for a couple of days for it to close. Here, these are pre-conditioned, you know, pre-existing conditions that are standard. So in smart contracts, they standardize what the conditions should be. So, you know, now the human is, you know, kind of taken away from it. And it's in that we're going to get up a loan based on these conditions. And if it meets these in the computer, kind of, you know, checks it off or the software application, this smart contract is mm -hmm. in that now this goes through. So imagine in the future, like, why does it take, if you have a smart contract, say, I want to pick from these pool of home inspectors, these pool of it, uh, appraisers, send this contract out and wherever one's accepted and he has these conditions, he'll get the job and he needs to return it within 24 hours. If he doesn't return it within 24 hours, we're going to give it to the next guy. And now it's already pre-conditioned. So this way, by the end of the week, it's going to close because you have backups. If this doesn't happen, then we'll go to this place. And everyone knows. So everyone agrees in the contract that, hey, you're going to buy this house. Here's conditions. Here's the lending conditions. Here's the escrow. Everyone has a certain amount of time to get it done. And, and if you don't get it done by this time, it's going to go to the next person. And now you have that. That's a smart contract. It is able to uh, facilitate the entire transaction. Wow! In one doc, in one application, or one document. Wow! One That's that is crazy. Because think about how many, and you know, because you you were in real estate. And anybody who's listening to this podcast probably knows, or at least has a clue, how many like bajillions of people need to be involved in every transaction. And how many times things get delayed because you're waiting on this guy to get back to that guy, or I never got your email, or you know, uh, I didn't get your phone call to get the appraiser in, or whatever. Like, there's so many opportunities for human error, and this is just one application. You know, real estate is what I'm talking about, obviously, because we're on a real estate podcast, and it's also what I know. But just think about like, if you start to think about how that can change, just Everything, everything okay. that we do, right. everything, yeah. And, and so like, um, you know, what they're doing in, in England already is like, you go in the store, you scan your meat. It can tell you how long it's been in the truck, when it was butchered, who it was butchered by, uh, what, how long it took it to get to the store, how long it's been frozen. Wow. And so now a person that has a grocery store, you may have the cheap meat here and then you had a expensive one here. And it's like, well, why is this chicken $10 and this one 70 bucks? Well, this one has a history. You can see exactly how long it's been dead, you know, uh, uh, what truck it took to get here. 
Wow. Uh, how long we've had it in our store, who packaged it. And so now you have traceability. And I think in real estate, it's going to see the same thing. You always hear a company says, hey, you know what? We can get this done for you in 24 hours. And then he's like, hey, it's a week later. What happened? Oh, we had some, we had something that popped up and you know, we can't get it done. Well, inside a smart contract, hey, if you're not able to review this file in 24 hours, we're gonna go to this lender. You know, and now it is all predetermined that mm. this is what's gonna to happen to facilitate so we can close on Friday, you know, and wow. it's built into a smart contract crazy. I'm super excited for it. And I know it's going to take some time. Like this isn't going to happen next week, peeps. Uh, this is where we're headed. You know, there are, I think there are places where it is starting. Um, but how, you know, it's going to take a while for mass adoption for, you know, every real estate transaction that we do to actually occur this way. But it's really exciting to think about this is where we're headed. And I know there are there are some people that are starting to buy. I mean, they're buying real estate with crypto. I found a few years ago, I think when you and I first met, well, that was, God, that was like five years ago. Uh, I found, wow, it's been a while. I want to show you something. <laughs> I think it was probably like five years ago when we first met. Um, I found... It was almost like an MLS for people that wanted to buy real estate with Bitcoin. And there weren't very many properties listed on it, but the sellers were adamant that they wanted to sell these properties, that the only thing they wanted to accept as payment was crypto. Like they didn't even want cash. So in the future, you know, here, this is a, a box of shoes, right? A box of shoes that about six months ago, I paid... 3000 for a picture. Oops. Uh-oh, hold on. I paid 3000 for a picture and they delivered the shoes to me. Right now, that same picture is going for 20000 Wow. Because there is limited amount. So there are only like 2,000 pairs. Uh-huh. And so when you have a one property and you can see the chain, you know, when a celebrity buys a, a, a property, it becomes worth more. Um, yeah. Then, and when it's open to the entire world, you know, it may be worth, you know, a million dollars to one person, but it may be worth two to the other. Mm -hmm. And now you put it on the open market, and now you have uh, plenty of people that are trying to bid on the property, and it raises. So you'll see property values increase with the uh, inclusion on global marketplaces. As mm -hmm. you know, th there's. You know, the person that's looking for a house in your neighborhood, I may pay more for it because my mom lives around the corner, you know, right. and now I can see when it's available without actually having to physically be there. So it just gives you more of a visibility. It gives mm -hmm. you more of uh, real life and you can transfer the asset digitally, which, you know, in the future, I think real estate will be transferred, you know, and, and I know that the real estate industry itself don't want to see it, see it get disrupted that bad or that big so early but i think peer-to-peer -peer is going to change that because people are already starting to I accept. <laughs> yeah i mean i want to see that for sure um and i think i think a lot of investors will want to see that as well um want to see it are the people that pro you know the ones that profit from it right now um i love the title companies that I work with, for 
example, but being able to eliminate those, it's going to, that is going to save people a ton of money in closing costs. If it's not, if it's not necessary to have a third party do a title search to figure out who has rightful ownership to be able to convey a property. You know, if that's all on the blockchain and there's total visibility, everybody will be able to see it. And that, that party will become obsolete. And then the banks, you know, um, they make a lot of money, make money on loaning money. Like that's just, that's just how it works. But I do think there's going to be an opportunity to eliminate a lot of additional, additional fees because a peer to peer lending is not going to have the same kind of overhead that a bank is. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, we missed the boat on how much others make off of the money being sent to escrow. You know, mm -hmm. the escrow, they will hold up, you know, they have an escrow account where that money is gaining interest. So they want it to take a little bit longer time. You know, the banks want the wire to take a couple of days because they're making yeah. money every night on those deposits and on, on those wires. And so, of course, they want you to put deposit money in. And that is part of the reason things take longer in real estate as well. You know, it's large amounts of money being moved and that money is working for someone. Mm -hmm. And so in crypto, we understand that we can make our own money work for us. Uh, in real estate, you know, there's a lot of delays that happen and it's not based on, you know, the buyer artist seller. Right. It's based on the middlemen that are, you know, benefit from the money moving around. So I think crypto is also going to, you know, impact that as well, you know, and speed up the process. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. I had a client text me today, like, what is taking so long with this appraisal? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I don't know, because if I was in charge, I'd be over there right now. Uh, but it's, you know, perfect example of just all the all the different parties that currently need to be involved. And, you know, it is going to take a while to get to where everything is done through the blockchain, given that how much you've been working in crypto, in blockchain, and you're like, you're on a totally different level than myself uh, or most of the people who might be listening or watching to this. Realistically, how long do you th think it might take until our, our current system is completely replaced? I think between 2026 and 2029, we'll, we'll have a three-year period that we switch over a lot. Really? What is that? Wow. I just, wow. It seems way sooner than I would think. It's, I don't know. It's probably like, it's like thinking about like, like putting a man on the moon, you know, years and years ago. It, it seems like such a huge change. Is there any, is there any indication, like any information that you can share, like why you feel like it's going to happen that quickly? Actually, I went to a private placement, uh, you know, private family office, like, like uh, two days ago, no, last week, last Thursday. And we we're talking about the speed of how fast COVID is changing the mindset. You know, how oh. fast do we think a digital wallet is going to take for every American to have it? If you're going to carry around a certificate of ID saying that you got the COVID vaccination, do we think it's going to be done by mail or do we think it's going to be done digitally where they can download a billion wallets all in one day and now everybody in America could have a digital wallet and everyone that got vaccinated, 
you know, will have a digital wallet, then your your the transfer information from your medical record uh, from the DMV. How fast could that take? That could be a, a month or a week, you know, of just data transfer. You know, when a, a new credit card company buys another credit card company, how fast is that information transferred over? Mm -hmm. Normally a month or two, right? And so when it comes to starting to implement, you know, how fast would it be if they said, hey, everything in your bank account, we're going to put in your digital wallet. And they just transfer the amount that you had, which is maybe 20 grand. And they just says, all right, now you have 20 grand on your digital wallet. And it's still a digital dollar. So, you know, I don't think people realize how far technology has come to be able to switch over. It is getting guys to adapt. You know, the whole COVID thing is taking people, you know, maybe a year or two say, you know what, maybe we should just go ahead and get the vaccination. You know, uh, uh, the majority are thinking like, all right, it's not that big a deal. And now, you know, for three years, maybe the rest of the population will say, all right, I'll finally give in, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you say how fast could it happen? You know, I, I think once people accept that they have a digital wallet, that is the first, you know, if you already have a digital wallet, then you're already ready, right? Because everything that you have digitally can be put in a wallet that you can own. Your medical records, you know, once the hospital says, hey, do you, would you like to have access to your medical records? Instead of us coming in and calling and getting it from us, we can just transfer it over. Do you have a wallet? You give them the wallet address and now it's transferred over. Everything yeah. attached to that wallet address is your, I mean, I see UC Irvine schools. I work with, I consult with other uh, companies, they're starting to give the college students their grades on a digital wallet because wow. now they own the data, right? And so now when they go to a job interview, it says, oh, do you have your transcripts? Oh, yeah, let me pull it up. Pull out their phone. Or I can just send it to you. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. University. Right. Yeah. So I think, like, that. all of that is super cool, but what I can hear... <clears throat> are some naysayers saying like, how is that gonna be kept private if it's on, if it's digital? Uh, I just, I feel like that question is gonna come up and that's probably gonna be in your smiling. So <laughs> I'm sure you I mean, hear this. <laughs> I mean, right right now, is, is it not that all our information is digital already? How is it kept right. private? Everything is digital right now. We are in a cashless society. You've never bought a house with, 800,000 cash, every transaction you have is electronic. Every major purchase, no. every major purchase that a person has is electronic. Your medical records, you're able to look at it online now. So people think about the future, we're already in the future. And a lot of the majority is catching up now. And so right now our, our entire military, you know, gets paid electronically. Most of the federal employees electronically. Uh, our credit score, that's going to change. We're going to have an ESG score in the future, which is a um, a score that if you look up Merrill Lynch, they're already starting to um, have their investors have an ESG score, which is uh, environmentally stable governance, so um, social governance. So the credit scores in the future, if you're going to be an investor and buy real estate, you know, if you're not, if your ESG score isn't high, you know, that's a possibility that you know, people should look it up and it's a possibility that they won't let you invest. Wow. So there's things that are already been rolled out through your banks and financial firms that, you know, the average person isn't looking into because they're not having those conversations. 
why do you think the average person just doesn't know? Do you think they're like? Um, because it's, it's hard for people to accept change mm -hmm. and not until it's forced upon them, you know, I mean, before the COVID hit, we had a census. Census was going around everywhere, trying to track data and see who lives, who where. And in the future, I think, uh, you know, on all the real estate, uh, say, does this person has COVID? And so the same way you have the little red dots on the map when you're looking for sex offenders in the neighborhood, yeah. I think you'll have that on your real estate. Hey, who owns the property? Who rents? Who's vaccinated? Who's not? You know, the data is already there. And so the reason I think that majority of people, they're not having a conversation. In our mastermind, these are the conversations we're having. It's like, well, how do we, how do we benefit? How do we protect ourselves? How do we take advantage of the information or what we see happening? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we're, we're in crypto. One of the reasons now we want to, we see what's happening with the real estate. You know, people are buying up all the farmland. Idaho have went up like three times, four times, you know, the same house you could have bought last year in Idaho. Um, it is increased 4X, you know, yeah. it's increased 4X in Wyoming. You know, all the places in middle America, you know, land is being bought up. And I think the average person, you know, don't even realize that Bill Gates, he's the biggest private um, holder of land in the United oh. States, of farmland. I didn't know that. Hey, look it up. <laughs> I believe so, I believe you. Yeah. So this is the reason why you had these conversations. Wow. And, you know, think too about why, why is Zillow buying so much property? Why is Redfin buying so much property? A lot of these advertising companies, quote unquote, because that's technically what they are, in my opinion, you know, they're advertising companies. Um, they're buying a buttload of real estate right now, just like Bitcoin, there is limited supply. Supply. Uh, yeah, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot create more land. You can build new houses on existing land, but you can't, like, we can't make more land. Um, and a lot of these big, big companies are there. I mean, they're buying up houses and just like you said, the farmland, vacant land is being bought up like crazy right now. It's important for the middle class and people that have the opportunity to buy real estate to buy real estate. You know, it's not more being created, but, uh, uh, you know, they're pricing people out. Same way in crypto. If, if you don't own crypto, you don't own real estate, it's going to be for the wealthy. You know, you have people like Stephen Curry spending 180000 on a digital picture. And now the, now the floor is raised where the average person, even if they wanted to buy, they don't have 140000 expendable to go buy on digital assets. So yeah. it, it is like the person that never visits the Mercedes dealership. You know, they think they don't have the money, so they never go in. And, and then they never have the money because yeah. now they're priced out. And so real estate and crypto, it is important that if you can afford it, you know, I see people say, I'm going to wait for the market to dip. It hasn't dipped in 10 years. It's been going up. <laughs> yeah. So like how long, you know, I, I think people are disillusional. Of, they're waiting for this economy to crash. And, you know, if it crashes, still the, the property on the beach is still going to be beach rent property. And the guy yeah. that have the money is still going to have demand for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even if the market makes a small correction, like long-term real estate goes up, crypto goes up. Uh, it just, 
it has historically it's shown like this is what's going to happen over the long term. And I, I hear that a lot of times too with people when people tell me, you know, like I'm holding off to buy on real estate. I right. like it, it makes no sense because okay, so maybe there will be a market correction in the next 18 months. I I think there will be a, a pricing correction. Um but due to going inflation the what, dollar you, is still going down. So even exactly. if it's the dollar is not worth a dollar anymore. Exactly. Because of inflation, the money that you've been holding on to for two years to do something with is now worth considerably less. So you should have just done something when you first thought about it two years ago. You know, the money that's in your bank account right now is it is literally decaying. And the rate at which it is decaying is increasing extremely rapidly uh, due to the amount of money that was put in the market this year, you know, just printed, just printed money. So a hundred thousand that they have can't buy a hundred thousand worth of products that they had six months ago or even a year ago. No. You know, wood, everything, all the basic materials, consumer materials got more expensive. You know, yeah. the logistics of getting them there costs more. So even if you had a hundred thousand and it's safely in the bank, it's not, it's worth less. Yes. Just sitting there. You didn't earn any interest. Even if you earn 10%, it's still worth less because the dollar isn't worth the dollar. Yeah. I know. Make that's, your money work for you. <laughs> I think I think that's a hard, it's a hard concept for people to fully understand. Um, if they're like, you know, I have a hundred grand, but if I wait, I could do more with it. It's like, no, maybe, maybe not. Uh, because that hundred grand is not going to be worth a hundred grand. It's going to be worth considerably less. You know, right now, inflation is pacing around 5% ish, five and a half percent ish. But I think by the end of the year, it's going to be even more than that. Um, you don't have the buying power. Yeah, the buying power exactly. Decreases. I know. I feel like, Jamar, we should put out a public service announcement and <laughs> educate the people. <laughs> about inflation. I know that's one of Taylor's like personal favorite things to talk about too. He's always, if you don't follow Taylor on Twitter, um, he puts out some pretty, uh, pretty amazing content there, but you know, people do not understand that being super liquid is it's not necessarily safe. Right. Uh, it's not the the best thing to do with your money. I mean, if it makes you feel safe, like that's cool, right. but it's not it's not actually helping you. Cash equivalents are much preferred, in my opinion, right. uh, over you know actual liquid cash in the bank. A cash equivalent that's also productive, holding some I mean, life insurance. Yeah, I, mean, I was in high school. I could have bought a car for five thousand. Now I can't even buy a motorcycle for five thousand. So right. that 5,000 20 years later is not worth anything. <laughs> exactly. I know. And I think people, I think it's easier for people to like grasp that concept over the long term, like 30 years. But when they think about a shorter time frame, like two or three years, the money losing a little bit of value, it's, I think it's harder for people to wrap their head around that like not making that money productive today is, is not smart. Um, and given that real estate is limited, there's not going to be any more land created. Uh, the longer you wait, the higher the probability is that, you know, you're not going to get a piece <laughs> if, if you don't do and something. We've had people wait for another crash since 2009. They've been waiting for real estate to crash. 
those crashes don't last long. It lasts six months. You know, yeah. first thing that happened when Corona, like uh, March 13th, I remember in March 15th, they said, hey, we're going to shut down things. I right away started looking for property because I understood that people were going to panic and I was able to buy a house, you know, in two weeks, people were fire selling the house. And then yeah. two months later, everything is back where it's like, oh man, maybe we need to keep these houses. We can't leave. And so yeah. people overreact, but there's always a buyer out there looking to take advantage of the opportunity. So any market crashes that you're going to have, there's going to be people like Taylor that's sitting there yeah. waiting, you know, to, to buy and he has properties to leverage. So maybe I have a commercial friend that he's in real estate. Uh, he's bought a lot of the crypto. And basically what he does, even when he doesn't have cash, he leverages the property he has to go buy more properties. Mm -hmm. So he'll put them together in a pool and he'll get a loan because he has assets. So real yeah. estate can be used to leverage. When when the economy does crash, you push your properties together that you bought when things were working and you're able to go buy other properties. But, you know, the cash... Um, you know, it goes up, right? I mean, you have a hundred thousand and now you have to put 20% down uh, of 500,000. That's a hundred thousand just for one. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think the point that you made is so valid too. When, if there is a market correction, if there's a crash, the institutional buyers are like, they're going to be the ones who get the lion's share. It's the, the game is, is unfair for the individual dude. Uh, <laughs> you're much better off in my opinion, you know, partnering with somebody, whether it's wealth cap or somebody else. Uh, if you're looking to invest in real estate that can, that can help you, because if you're thinking you're going to wait for the market to crash and go like cut a fat hog, um, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a little difficult you um, have a small fork compared to the yeah. big forks out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the institutional buyers, like they're gonna they're gonna go in and and take the lion's share of those deals. But the most important thing that I look at with investment property is how much is it going to cost me, and what is my return on that investment? You know, I don't. I try to encourage people not to get too caught up on what is what is the cost of the asset. It's what is the return on investment. Um, you know, and like when people are, when people are new to investing in, in crypto, um, I think similar to real estate, it's the long game, in my opinion, that is, that is really important. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, with crypto, it can generate wealth right away. You're in and out. Uh, but initially over time, you know, Time in the market beats time in the market. And you can dial across average. The market dropped today and it's a buying opportunity, but you got to have the long-term vision to see that, you know, the money that's going into it now is going to be much higher uh, in two, three years. I mean, it's still early in real estate. There's always new people being born <laughs> and yeah. they need a place to live. I mean, like, you know, I don't understand how people think that all of a sudden people are going to not need a place to live. You know, even yeah. renters right now in California, the renters are paying more than the homeowners. You know, yeah. there's properties in Huntington Beach, it's 5000 a month to rent when people are bought those properties and, and they're paying 2000 to 3000 a month for yeah. the mortgage. Yeah. Rental increases are up 
um, in a lot of places, a lot of markets that are really growing. Charlotte, for example, is one of our, our markets and rent rates in that market are increasing. There's so much job opportunity there. So many people are moving there. Yes, properties are appreciating like crazy, but the rental increase is nearly double the rest of the United States. Um, we never talked. I wish I wish uh, more people knew about crypto so they can pay the, the rents in crypto. I have a, I helped right? one of the guys commercial. He was like, hey, should I take this? He wants to pay in crypto. I was like, yes. Been over backwards for him. Yes, take it in crypto. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, and if anybody listening or watching, if you are interested in purchasing a Wealthcap property in crypto, I am sure that we could work it out. Uh, <laughs> I am positive that Taylor would be all over that. I, and I would I would be too, if anybody wants to um, buy any of my personal pieces of property for crypto, you have a deal. Uh, <laughs> put that out there right now. Um, I might even give them a discount. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I know like last time we talked and this time too, we've touched on the, the importance of, of having yourself diversified with different asset classes. And like you were talking earlier when you got that, when you had COVID those five, scare. yeah, COVID scare in the hospital for five days. If you, you know, if something happened to you right then, because we haven't, we don't yet have full mass adoption of everything being digitized on the blockchain. If if something were to happen to you, you know, right, right now it's probably easier to pass on real assets Blockchains. than, yeah. I mean, I was I was actually in the hospital, couldn't breathe, trying to get my wife all the different passwords and codes because I was like, even if I gave her all the codes, I said, hey, call Nick and make sure he walks you through because there's some stuff I have that's worth last week they were worth 20,000 now they're worth 50,000 I don't want you selling them for 20 you know it's just a mindset knowing that you know it's moving so fast that you know it's much easier to say hey here's the address you know we have this property we have this property here mm -hmm. um and and that's that's important to you know you think about all the time that we spend things can change in an instance you know I could have died overnight and what would my family have had besides you know a chain of, of how to reclaim the crypto. The property is, is really easier. And, yeah. you know, your family may not care for the crypto, but you, I know my kids would need a place to live. So you know, I'm real big on legacy um, and, and leaving things that, you know, even, even when you're in a, in the mastermind, I would always tell the guy, hey, buy something every Friday or buy something once a month because it reminds you that you have the wealth. Like yeah. you see it. You know, sometimes when Vegas, you go to Vegas, they give you chips. It doesn't remind you that you have money. It's just chips. In crypto, sometimes, you know, I have this digital number and it's growing, but we have to spin it, you know, and I think spinning it in real estate is wise. Totally. Because it's just going to increase, you know, it's the arbitrage. It gives anyway. your family a place to stay, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would appreciate that for sure. Um, I've been so busy chatting with you that I haven't even looked to see if we have any um, questions on the post yet. But I know every time I have, uh, yeah, I forget about that. <laughs> I know we just we just get to talking. Too wrapped um, up. I know. So um, if we missed any questions that you guys have posted, just post them on the video and. Um, Jamar or myself, we can always answer them later. We're getting towards the end of the hour, but 
I know that we could talk for like hours and hours and hours about crypto and real estate because um, they're just they go together. <laughs> they it do. This where a, a large amount of growth uh, gains profitability. I mean, there's no, you know, everything that we do in real estate is 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 pretty much digital. You list your property on a digital site. You know, the cash is digital. No one is buying cash houses. You can't even deposit that in the bank. So all our money is digital. The transactions are, are large. Um, you know, I think people should be diversified in, in cryptocurrency, which is a fast growing asset with something long-term, you know, yeah. like crypto. I mean, you, you have, I mean, like real estate, you need to have somewhere to live and it, it's there, it's dirt. It, it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so for folks that are, if they're watching live or listening to the podcast later and they want to learn some stuff about getting started in crypto, how can people find you, Jamar? Um, they can find me, Jamar James. I, I use the name, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, Jamar James. And uh, most all, most join DCG. It is yeah. the website that we have. Um, our basic thing, but you know, Facebook is I'm easy. I'm 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 personal. My name is the brand. <laughs> okay. Um, and you know, just from personal experience, Jamar is awesome for anybody who's like wanting to learn anything about crypto and kind of get started. Um, whether you, you know, you want to invest or trade or or whatever, he, um, Jamar would be an amazing asset. I know he, he has taught me a ton. And I continue to learn from you. And I'm super excited that we got to jam today. And I'm sure that we'll have you on again in the future because crypto and real estate go together like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, so <laughs> for anybody that's listening, if you do want to learn more about the opportunities to invest with WealthCap, we have um, you know turnkey properties available from time to time. We do have some other opportunities for accredited investors only that I can tell you about one-to-one if you... Uh, if you are an accredited investor. So anybody that wants to find out more about that, I am very easy to find wealthcapholdings.com backslash waitlist will take you to my calendar. I'm Devin and I'll be happy to share any opportunities that we have. So thanks so much, Jamar, for coming on with me again. And I know we'll do it again soon and we'll uh, see everybody later. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Discover how you can start building wealth with real estate, even without experience, in our free book, Why Real Estate and How to Get Started, by visiting wealthcapholdings.com slash book. That's wealthcapholdings.com slash book.